Welcome back to the Brain Pop Podcast. I am Keith, and sitting right across from me is Bobby. Hello. And we are sorry. Hey, about last week, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, so quarantine got us, got me, got me. so, so we missed last week because uh, I had to quarantine. Luckily, everybody was safe and and nothing. Um, everybody was negative, but it was just having to take some precautions. But we are back this week with an exciting new episode of Stuff and Things. Stuff um, and Things. Yeah. Hey, it's been busy the past two weeks. Got a few things to talk about. Yeah, a lot has happened since. Yeah. The, this, this and uh, and to, to, to let you guys know, we had a completely different show than this week that we had planned for last week and something come up with it, but we hope to have well, a quarantine quarantine. <laughs> that was yes. definitely part of it. Well, that was part of it. And then yeah. there was another part of it without getting into anybody's personal business. Uh, but we, uh, we do have a special guest that's going to come and talk to us uh, soon about their new album. And we look forward to that. Um, so, the episode from last week is going to be an episode soon. But yeah, this it's going to be a future episode. Yeah, it's a future episode. So, uh, but this week we decided to do something different. Yeah, a lot a, a lot has happened. So first, I just want to talk about this. Uh, Bob Saget died. Bob Saget died. Bob Saget died. Yeah. He, he died. Just out of nowhere on us. Yeah. Like, didn't even expect it. Did not see that one coming. You know what's really bad? About two days before Chris Hunt, we know Chris, personal friend of ours, if he's listening, you have jinxed this. Yeah. So evidently he no, seriously. Uh he he put up one of those fake posts of somebody dying and it was Bob Saget. Oh. And it was two days before he died. And everybody was like, Man, that's wrong. You shouldn't do that. Yeah, that was that was not real. And then it was like, and then two days later it ended up being real. And then people went back to that post on, dude, are you like Nostradamus or something? So Chris is far from Nostradamus. <laughs> So, so if anybody wants to send hate mail to Chris Hunt, um, hit us up in our in our inbox, and uh, we'll give you that his phone number. <laughs> Chris, you son of a bitch! I didn't know that. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I saw. I saw it. I saw it, and I was like, I was like, well, that's fake. I would have heard something about it, mm-hmm. and. And then, like two days later, and I was like, yeah. "Wait a minute, I'm having deja vu from two days ago." So this is yeah, this is the year where you just don't mess around with stuff like that because. No. Uh, it was a, a fair warning um, because, you know, everybody, she always had her like fake death, you know, mm, things yeah. going on too. So, yeah. and then when she, when she actually passed away, it, it was cry wolf. It was, yeah. So, so now, yeah, this is the year we, we can't mess around with this. This is, this is tough stuff. Um, and then uh, one of, one of my favorite bands, I kind of fell off of for a while, but uh, but they still remain one of my a band that I really loved. Every time I die, they broke up. Yeah, they broke up, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby, they broke up. I know, Bobby. And, and the singer and the drum and the guitar player are brothers. Yeah, <laughs> till well, they broke they, up. <laughs> it's like well, I mean, it's like if Hansen breaks up, man. You still, but, but but we went through the Oasis. True, we went through Oasis True. and we saw how sometimes brothers, but they they never seemed like that far distraught between each no. other. No, no. Um, so that's really, really a sad, sad. You got to see them this past summer though, right? <laughs> yeah. September. Yeah. I went to the, uh, uh, Furnace Fest in Birmingham. 
Birmingham? Yeah, it was Birmingham. It Birmingham? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Birmingham. And uh, at the Sloss Furnace Factory, and let alone did I know that I would be the last time, <laughs> first time actually, because I had never seen them live. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a bucket list thing. And I saw them live and I didn't know it was going to be my first and last. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, they, that was always one of those bands that you just thought it would, I felt like it would be around forever. I, I saw them a long time ago, either opening for a Trey U or a Trey U was opening for them. Um, I, I think. I think they were the headliner. I don't remember, but it was a great show. And this was one of those things like I'd see them come around like, ah, uh, probably can't make it this time. I'll catch them next time. But no, mm-hmm. that's it. Done and yeah. done. Done and done. Which we always, especially in the music business, we have always tried to say never say never. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, if the Eagles can get back together. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> or Or the Misfits. Get back yeah. together. Well, it's a lot of money. It's, it's a lot I of mean, money. talking about Jawbreaker. Um, mm-hmm. Jawbreaker getting back together and, and doing a small little tour. Now, I know there's a lot of money involved in that, and the money goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you know, it's well, still, there's, never it, say never. Yeah. Every time I die as one of those bands, I could probably overcome whatever. But right now, it's definitely let them take their space. Let mm-hmm. them deal with it on their own accord. Nobody should be mad at anybody. No. Uh, uh. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> well, I know. Depends on which side of the story you're reading. <laughs> it depends on what side of the story you're reading. But then again, we don't know the the true sides of stories, right? We don't. So, we don't. But So I, there's one side and one side and then the truth. Only so. the, what I do see is, you know. Uh, the singer Keith Buckley, he kept receipts and he's been yeah. posting it. So he, he did keep receipts. It, it does seem like he was on the right side of this one. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, not our problem. Uh, no. Still a great band, still fun to listen to. Uh, we're actually going to play one of their songs right now. So here is Werewolf by Every Time I Die. Enjoy. Kingdom! You know, 
Welcome back. Welcome back. So, Bobby, I chose that one song for a reason because it yeah. kind of reminded me of, of our main topic for I feel, today. I feel like even what you said earlier goes with the topic of this movie. This is the year not to cry wolf. Don't cry wolf, dog. And this movie, <laughs> don't, don't cry wolf. Don't cry wolf, Bobby. <gasps> don't look up. <laughs> don't look up. <laughs> we are going to review the Netflix movie that has been catching buzz Either good or bad, really. Uh, and we're going to we're going to be reviewing "Don't Look Up" with Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lewis, Meryl Streep, and a shit ton of other actors and actresses that you may or may not know. Um, so, would you would you consider yourself an impact denier? <laughs> I would. I would be <laughs> impact denier. Oh man, you know this movie. First off, I'm just going to say I love the movie. I thought the movie was fun. The movie really kind of makes you think deeper than just the fact of this is a movie about the end of the world, right? We've seen movies of the end of the world, Armageddon, uh, Deep Impact. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It's it's kind of basing itself off of. But this is... Except for this time, Bruce Willis isn't here to save the day. No. (laughs) No, we get Ron Perlman. (laughs) 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 Which, we'll get to him later, but it's... It was really... The movie itself is very eye-opening into the way our society looks at things these days. We are so... And I mean, going to a direct hit song, or I mean, going to not a direct hit. I'm sorry. Uh, I was thinking com- the word comfortable. Man, I was thinking spoiler of, alert. <laughs> no, I was thinking of uh, I was thinking of comfortably numb, but I'm thinking I'm thinking Pink Floyd. Yeah, that's but funny. there's a com- anyways. But listening to you're talking about lately. Oh, we as a society have become comfortably numb around us that we're just so or you're gonna appreciate what I'm about to do here. Yeah. Or like the pair say, comfortably dumb. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> mm-hmm. This movie, too, reminded me a lot of idiocracy. Mm-hmm. This movie Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, this was like watching idiocracy again. So if you the- enjoy idiocracy, you will like this movie. Speaking of which, before we go into this movie. <laughs> Like to tell everybody if you have not watched it, this will be full of spoilers. So stop the podcast, go watch the movie, then come back and listen to the podcast. Um, um, that being said, yeah. So the difference, the the big difference between idiocracy and this movie is like, is idiocracy was a was a future. bleak look into the future. Yeah, that was a it, much like this movie is a comedic satire. Um, mm. That you know, idiocracy is slowly becoming the like a a, a very sad, depressing documentary. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen that, go watch that too, because uh, you will be super bummed out about everything. <laughs> um, and then this movie, so goes in this movie, and this movie really hits on a lot of like what's uh, kind of. So with idiocracy, it was like, man, these things are so outlandish. This mm-hmm. this could never happen. And what's the sucky part is, is a lot of stuff is kind of like, oh snap, like it's <laughs> happening already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's what uh, electric lights is what plants crave. <laughs> yeah. So because you know Nestle's trying to take over, uh, trying to take, trying to own all the water in California, right? 
Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, so, well, that's so, just you creepy. Know, Nestle Quick is what yeah. plants crave. <laughs> um, but, but yeah. Whereas this movie is a very is a kind of a very present day look of how people are acting, and kind of paints a picture of of you know of how how people are behaving towards each other and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I I think you know. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio said it in his one part was like, it was, you know, if we all can't talk to each other and can't just listen to each other and what the hell we got, you know? And, mm-hmm. and that's really what we are. We're, we're not talking to each other. We're not listening to each other. We're just fighting with each other and arguing with each other. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And this movie, of course, focuses on a lot of these, but the whole wraparound to make it all happen is, <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence's character right at the beginning of the movie discovers a comet moving through space. This is exciting at first. Mm -hmm. This is exciting news. Uh, Leo, her professor or her doctor at the the state of Michigan, Michigan State, uh, they're, you know, they discovered this. They're excited. Then one of the students like, so what's its trajectory? Okay, sure. Let's start doing some math. They work through day and night and then, you know, they're reaching the end of their numbers mm-hmm. on doing all their math, and they kind of cut buzz through all this part. But then it's like, why are those numbers getting lower? Yeah. And then Leo, the one that's doing all the math, getting to the numbers, and then finally he hits realization that, oh, shit, its trajectory is about to hit us. Mm-hmm. And this is the five, to, which he explains, a five to ten kilometer wide comet, which mm-hmm. is considered a complete extinction of the planet. There will be nothing left. Mm -hmm. No one's left alive. And he discovers this. And the math is so accurate that you can't deny it. It's like 98% Mm -hmm. positive. Yeah. Yeah. In six months, uh, this comet, yeah, it's going to, it's going to make the impact and yeah. And then everything will be, you know, if, if we don't figure out a way to stop it, we're all done for. Yeah. So, them being a scientist, you know, they start bringing it to the attention. They bring it to one of their colleagues or somebody in NASA, and then it gets sent over to Dr. Oglethorpe. He becomes a main character in the movie, who is the head of the planetary defense. So I, I, it's a program at NASA that works with the defense of the world. Well, once he finds out the measurements, he's like, we got to get the – he says, we got to get the – um What's the term he uses? We got to get the uh, class tour here to Washington, D.C. So pretty much he says, we got to get these scientists to Washington, D.C. We need to talk to the president now. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, if the science is right, they passed it by several other people. The math is right. This is going to hit Earth. And that's kind of where the movie starts kick off is they finally get to the Oval Office. And then and then Jennifer Lawrence's character says, are we really about to walk into the Oval Office? Granted, this is just a grad student, right? Mm-hmm. Like trying to get her doctoral at Michigan State. She's a pothead, and she, you know, and she's just living. She's just living life, mm-hmm. and she's about to walk into the Oval Office and tell the president the world will be extinct in six months. Mm-hmm. And so she pukes into a trash can because of her nerves. And I tell you, this whole first part of this scene. And the scene where they go into the office with the president, when they finally meet the president, 
I, my anxiety was like at a 10 for some reason. Like I was just like so anxious because the way they did camera shots and the way Leonardo DiCaprio acted because he was like already like high strung. And then the cameras made you feel like you're in a steep mindset of being anxious and scared and on the verge of this panic attack. Because really in your mind, think about it. I mean, if you were told you're going to die in six months, the whole world would be gone in six months. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, exposure. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and you got to be the, you're the one that has to deliver this news because, yeah. uh, you know, like when the guy, and it, and, and that's kind of the points, people don't, people just take everything for granted so much that when you hear that, you know, you don't really, I'll believe it when I see it, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, or somebody, and that's a, a scary thing too, is like we have become so reliant on thinking that uh, people, there are certain people in this, you know, the whole existence that are, you know, in place to take care of us uh, in situations like this. Um, but, you know, I won't, I won't well, get well, to, it can, right now, but, to it right now. Yeah. But it, it's, it's what you see, you know, it, you know, this movie paints the, the picture of how corporate America and, and that's, it's you know, corporate America. yeah, is, is really running things and, We are ran by politicians who care about numbers Mm -hmm. and votes Mm -hmm. and midterms and stuff like that. And this, and this movie really paints that broad brush. I think that's why it's very much been loved and hated by some is because of the way politicians are kind of viewed in this movie. And don't, and don't get us wrong. We are, this is not, and we've talked about this before. We're not a political podcast and we're not going to take any political sides. Um, No. And, you know, a lot of people, the people that love hate it, it seems almost like it's a black and white thing. But I don't know if this is a, it's not really, you know, it's either it's Trump supporters against everybody else. But I don't think it's really that. I don't think it's just a Trump thing. I think it's a a political thing. Whether it's Trump, Biden. uh, It's a politician thing. It's a politician thing. I mean, it's a government politician thing. Corporate, corporate America, lobbyists, all that. They've been running the government. This is way before Trump, you know, way before mm-hmm. Biden, way before we got in such a weird, um, you know, weird situation with ourselves of like, it's, it's either blue or red, you know, why can't you just be an independent? Uh, why are, why, why can't you just want to do what's right for America or you know, whatever country, you know, yeah. uh, we have, a, we have, we have strangely uh, quite a few Brazilian listeners. <laughs> so, wow. So Brazil, you know, and, you know, whatever you do, kid. Thing to to remember about this movie is that I'm not trying to be like uh, USA, USA, but the United States of America is ball. A lot of the world relies on us. Yeah. Yeah. Because later All on. All countries I mean, rely on us. Yeah. Because, and now, I don't know, and I, I, it'd be hard to, as far as tech, technology goes, Japan would be the, the only that I can think of that was really like could be up there with us, but they don't have a space space program, right? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't so really know. I so then they, I think they just got back their navy like not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a whole story. That's a whole story. <laughs> um, yeah, but. but like you know, so you got Russia and China who all they they do have space programs and and stuff like that, but they don't really have the. I don't know. Either the uh, funds or the, the materials funds or, the material, or the needs. Yeah. I, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? And I, and I don't want to get 
too far into this aspect of the movie, but it is a big part of the movie mm-hmm. because for us to survive an a asteroid or comet that's going to hit the Earth and and create complete and total extinction on a level, you would have to have, like you said, we have become reliant on politicians and governments to take care of us. Mm-hmm. And if they weren't going to help us, then we're lost, mm-hmm. you know? And that was the whole thing. So we meet, they finally make it in. They had to wait a night or something like that. Like the president walked by them earlier. She blew them off that evening. <laughs> the general charged them for free snacks. Yeah. <laughs> that was that, a funny and, joke and that, in the which, movie. Yeah. So. Which that, that made me laugh too. Even like later on. Um, Jennifer Lawrence is just like, yeah, I mean, it was just a power move, power move. He, he knew like, we didn't have to pay. He knew those snacks were free. Why would he make us pay for it? <laughs> Why would he have to make us pay for it? And it's funny. It's kind of an ongoing joke. There's a couple of ongoing jokes that's on here. But when they finally meet the president, the president finally meets them and they, and they go into the room to explain everything. <laughs> the president is played by Meryl Streep. And she goes by mm-hmm. President Orlean. She is a character, and to be honest, and I'm not trying to get at, you know, Trump, but they did portray her as a politician that is kind of a caricature of Trump I mean, they, they, and his attitude yeah, they, they, they towards did, a lot of things. They did base that character around around him, yeah. um, clearly. Mm-hmm. But that's what, so then the people that are hating this movie that are seeing that, like, but it's not like, it's not. Out there, so you're smart enough to realize to see the comparisons yeah. and see what the joke is, but you're not smart enough to like realize that you're kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah, <it's> kind of- <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's because because it does get ridiculous. Her son is the chief of staff, who's played by Jonah Hill, who I he- love that he brought back his his character of Seth from Superbad. <laughs> That's pretty much what he did. He brought back. <laughs> Don't Seth. trip, dog. Don't trip. <laughs> Don't trip. He's chief of staff for the president of the United States, and he is straight up an early 20s frat boy that never grew up because mm-hmm. he's not an early 20 person. You know, this is a 30-something-year-old grown man, chief of staff, but he still uses, yo, this yeah. is this is chief state, Jason. Uh, <laughs> what up? One love. You know, and stuff like this. And he he really has this attitude where he's trying to be in the, in the now, in the know, mm-hmm. but he looks very kind of bad. Yeah. Doing it super bad, super bad, <laughs> but he is funny too at the yeah. same time. Like, yeah, the, the, like the way he treats Jennifer Lawrence is hilarious. Yeah, I forget some of his one liners on her, but um, but yeah, he he's he's a kind of a he's a good character in this movie. Um, what's the what's the scene? He's like, oh, well, I'll, I'll say it later, but he's he's obviously got a drug problem and he's open about it too, mm-hmm. yeah, through the whole movie in front of the president because yeah. she doesn't care, yeah. Yeah. And she she smokes cigarettes, which that's not an offense in itself. No. Attitude is, you know. So at this point, though, they make a point to say, hey, we're bringing this to your attention. What are we going to do about it? She says, let's wait three months mm-hmm. and assess. Yeah. Sit and assess. Yeah. What they also point out in this movie is that, oh, the midterms are coming up. Mm-hmm. And right now she's in a bad place because of her Supreme Court nominee. She doesn't want this news breaking. Well, right now, I guess she knew that, but but she knew that his his past or something. But the rest of the world didn't at the time. Right. So at that point, when they're first talking about it, they're like, she's saying, um, she's like, yeah, well, maybe it's like a seventy percent chance. We'll downplay it. We'll downplay this whole yeah. situation. Um, and then 
yeah, because they got midterms. So she was like, I got other things. I got to worry about this stuff. I get reelected, blah, blah, blah. Um, so they, they end up just leaving. Sit they, NSS. Yeah. They, and they were told. So. And that's what they did. So Oglethorpe is like, well, we're going to do a media run. We're going to, if they won't do anything, we're going to get it out there, whether they like it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go and they start, you know, getting on these different shows. And like one of them, I think is like based off of like, um, I don't know. What's that one show that still comes well, on? Like Regis and, and Kelly or something? Yeah, right. So it's called The Daily Rip. The Daily Rip. And, yeah. Um, so it's kind of based off that. Where and like, it's the most important news in the world. Like these people, and man, the host, which is play, played by Kate Blanchett and, and Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry, yeah. And they are absolutely obnoxious. They're, they, and they they're, are exactly they are what, what it is. Like, have you ever watched? Yes, yeah, sure. I can't shows? watch like, it. Yeah, they were doing exactly what what that was some of the best acting. <laughs> like that's really good. Um, but yeah, so they're going on the shows, and this first one, the the they go on the show, and and they are uh, they have to follow, and I forget what her character was, but it was like Ariana, Ariana Grande, Grande yeah. and like Kid Cudi or something like that. Yeah, yeah DJ Cello, DJ Cello and, is his name, but I can't remember her name in the movie. And she. Um, so they had broken up, and I guess there was a, 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 a whole big thing. Everybody was like super upset about it. But this part made me laugh too. So it's but cuts. It, this goes into the society thing, though, as well yeah. as what happens. Yeah. So you know they're on there, and and Ariana Grande is like before the the pre show meeting is like I really want to talk about being single. I don't really want to talk about my breakup or anything. So but then it shows them that all they're talking about is the breakup, mm-hmm. and then um and then they're like we got um. We got you know DJ, DJ Cello. Cello on the yeah. Jello or Cello 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 DJ C- Cello yeah. <laughs> on on you know Zoom whatever the, they were calling it and then they make they make up and then he asked her to marry marry him and it cuts back to Leo Leo's family who are sitting at home watching this and then her his son is like oh I just bought her new single. <laughs> I didn't even mean, I didn't even put it in. Like it just <laughs> yeah. did it for me. <laughs> and their phones are blowing up with yeah. notifications about this whole relationship thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and this is again, one of those things. It's like, we base a lot of our interests on mm-hmm. bullshit mm-hmm. in yeah. society. Because also the conversation when they're making up was ridiculous too. He mm-hmm. was like, oh, the girl wasn't wearing no panties that night in the club. And, you know, and I was weak, you know. And then she <laughs> says, oh, it's okay. I, I did it with her too uh, a few months before you and somebody else. And I'm like thinking to myself, this is ridiculous. But they're blowing it out mm-hmm. to be like, Oh, this is so great. Look yeah. at them get back together yeah. again. Yeah, oh, they're so perfect for each they're, other. They're so perfect they're for so each perfect. other. It's like because God. because we're we've been again. Uh, most of us have been conditioned to really give a damn about mm-hmm. about these celebrity relationships. And like we were, you know, in our band group chat, we were like making fun of Barker and Kardashian and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But and we're making fun of it. We're still giving it time, you know what I mean? Uh, amongst ourselves, we're still amongst ourselves, and, and yeah. that's and that's kind of like stupid. <laughs> but, <laughs> it really is. We're we're not saying we're any better than any no, of you guys. No, we're just we're, <laughs> by I mean, no means. But, but this is this is really 
that's what the movie is doing. It's mm-hmm. almost turning a mirror on us to look at it, our society. And that's what's so scary about it is like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's hitting on like what this life is and, and, um, and how ridiculous it is. Yeah. Cause there are certain things that I don't get into. Like the whole characters of Kate Blanchett and Tyler Perry and the daily rip show, mm-hmm. which reminds me of entertainment weekly, entertainment weekly. Yeah. From back in the day. Yeah. Like e- the E news and stuff like that. It's atrocious. Yeah. Like, entertainment yeah, yeah, yeah. News I cannot yeah. stand because, because mm-hmm. people in entertainment really, you know, their lives it doesn't, their lives matter. It yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I good for them to, for getting to live out their dreams and, and do what they love. But that's their life too, you know. Mm-hmm. Like nobody, nobody really gives a damn about my day to day. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> nobody asks for it. We're yeah. just shoved it down our no. throats by social no, media I, and news yeah. and stuff like that. That's why, I mean, like, I don't. You know, I'm not tweeting about shenanigans in my job. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. I don't. Know, nobody cares. Only people that care. Are the people that are in that building with me who are experiencing that same exact thing <laughs> in that same exact moment? You're know? right. So, um, but yeah. So, so, so they finally come out. Yeah. After after everything happens, they and the, to them they're only there for a fun space segment because mm-hmm. they discovered a planet. First off, they think they discovered a planet. Mm-hmm. They have to come out and credit some. No, we discovered a comet, and and then the. Doctor Leo's character is so high strong, really, at this point. He's out there trying to on TV, trying to tell the world that, hey, we're gonna die yeah. in six months. Well, and we have the math to say that it's going to happen. Yeah, he well, he is, but you know And everybody downplays it. Everybody like he downplays says it. the comet's gonna hit Earth, and it's like, well, so we're looking at a little bit of damage here. Yeah. yeah. Whose like house that? is it gonna hit? Is yeah. it gonna hit my ex-wife's house? house? Yeah, like, yeah. And try to downplay it. To be it. fair, I I I paid for that house, so it's um but and he and Leo's like, no, it's gonna it's gonna be catastrophic. Uh, but he's so nervous and high strung, and then uh, Jennifer Lawrence, who's like, kind of steps in, but is a completely different nervous. <laughs> um, it just goes off in a rant, um, you know, that just she blows up, blows up, and that ends in her just screaming to the camera, "We're all gonna fucking die," God. which then becomes a meme instantly. Yeah, because that's again, that's how it is now. Yeah, like this was a. She's trying to be very serious, trying to alert the people at a very serious thing, and it becomes a meme. We're all gonna fucking die, and yeah. like all this, and then all these other like Photoshop things and stuff like that. And they go back to the New York Herald, and the only thing they care about. Because they went through the New York Herald to get on TV because they had this big story. Mm-hmm. And the New York Herald's like, well, this could be a big breaking story for us. We break it. We're the first ones to break it. They go they go in, and all they care about is the ratings. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Mindy here did really well. He's yeah. a space hunk, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, nerdy space hunk. Give me more of him and people's tweets. Mm-hmm. And then they showed all the memes. Uh, they, they didn't like Jennifer Lawrence's character because she flaked out. Mm-hmm. Which she had every reason to. So <laughs> and and so she, uh, right after her tangent, she gets up and leaves, and then uh, Leo Leonardo, Leonardo Leo he's like, um, he said, "Oh, I guess I should have let her uh, uh, get one of my Vicodin or, or Xanax or Xanax, yeah." yeah. And uh, and then Todd Perry's like, "Oh, we all got enough Xanax to to cover everybody or whatever." And then that that moment makes him just like them. To, mm-hmm. to them, like, oh, you know, you're you're, you're great, you were perfect. Um, it was wonderful having you on. I'm sure you need to come back, and then, um, but, not her, yeah. But Jennifer Lawrence becomes like ousted, and because uh, that's a crazy person who's mm-hmm. telling everybody they're gonna die. 
Even though Leo knows it too. Leo's not denying it. Leo's just taking a different path towards it. Well, he just gets caught up in it. Like like a lot of people do. Um, Hell, dude. And that's kind of... You can kind of compare it to like a Fauci type situation Mm -hmm. as of right now. Uh, Fauci is trying to provide, you know, whatever facts, whatever information is needed to get us through COVID. Um, but then, you know, then you get things like Fauci ouchies and shit like that, that downplays what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether, you know, whether you believe him or not, whether he's right or wrong, it's downplaying what, what his original plan is. And then he starts to play into it. You know, mm-hmm. he starts to want to get on TV a little more and be like, oh, Mr. Fauci out here and, and stupid. So that's kind of became the Leonardo DiCaprio character in this. Yeah, that's so. a good point. And I never really looked at it from that side of the, the Dr. Fauci thing, but you're absolutely right. And, um, but it really showed like, you know, nobody really cared. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, because that's what, you know, again, nobody really cares because we're all thinking somebody else is going to protect us anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And so from, so okay. this, um, so I think what happens is from this point, so this, the, so the TV thing didn't work. The New York Herald felt like they had, I guess they said it in the movie, egg on their face. So after the blow up of her, it made a, didn't make it look like it was a legitimate thing. So they cut them loose. They just go home. There's nothing that's going to be done. There's six months and 14 days left to live. Probably maybe a few more uh, a week after all this stuff had happened and mm-hmm. or since, since they found out. But they're just told to sit tight and assess. Yeah. So it cuts cuts, I guess, a few days. It really doesn't tell you how long it had been. Uh, but Leo's at home, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's doing and his whole. Uh, he's still he's, doing his whole blog thing and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Trying, and, and everybody's like doubting him. Yeah, like you know. And again, sometimes people like I love how people who are not doctors mm-hmm. was telling Doctor Fauci what because he was saying and he was the, like you know, you know you got people um, that because I think he even said he was like yeah they're saying it's the. Um, the Democrats trying to just, yeah, you know, trying to, to brainwash us and stuff like that. Yeah. So they, they use that. And then we're, we're at his house and everything. And his wife is like kind of getting a little bit like sad for him. Cause he just spends so much time in front of his blogs. She's like, I'm going for a walk. She says, Hey honey, can you come here for a second? Somebody's here to see you. And he's like, who's here? And he shows up and it's the FBI. Mm -hmm. So the FBI is in his house and (laughs) then comes the hood. (laughs) over the head. (laughs) I like how they get Jennifer Lawrence, which was totally unnecessary. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, they had, she was just jogging in a, in a blind guy walks by. She walks by. Freeze right FBI. It's like y'all could have just knocked on my door. Are you seriously a blind guy right now? What is wrong with these people? And they put the hood over their head and take her. And they end up at the White House again. So I'm guessing this is my thing is I think in three months had passed by this point. And now because Jennifer Lauren kind of explains it perfectly. 
So now the president is like, all right, we're going to help you guys out. Well, what happened was the, um, so her chief justice, the the person that she had appointed, his softcore porn video started coming out. Mm -hmm. So she was trying to deflect. right? I think so. Yeah, she's like new photos of her. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so she was trying to deflect from that and trying to get people to, to focus on something else. And now she had this comet coming barreling towards Earth to to go back to. So that's when she decided, mm-hmm. all right, we're gonna we're gonna really focus on this now. And the know? midterms were coming up. Midterms were coming up. Yeah. Yep. So she wanted people to not talk about her the softcore porn and more about uh, the end of the world. You know. All right. So and how she was going to save it, essentially. Jennifer Lawrence points this out brilliantly in this scene, uh, and and she just goes, "That's right." <laughs> like, <laughs> like she read straight through Meryl Streep's bullshit. But then she goes, "Well, I'm just thankful y'all are finally doing something. Mm-hmm. We got a plan." Doctor Oglethorpe and the Planetary Defense has set up a plan. They 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 said this to them three months ago. Yeah. And also in the first meeting that they have a plan in place to take care of this. We yeah. just need the money. Yeah. You know, because it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of manpower to be able to pull it off. And so they get on board, and that was when you start seeing the machine move. It shows them on the ship with the whole, you know, ladies and gentlemen in the United States of America and the world. She gives this big, dramatic speech about, mm-hmm. you know, there there's a comet that could level us and kill us all, but we have a solution mm-hmm. and we're going to take care of it. And mm-hmm. God and it, bless the USA it, for doing all this. Yeah, and all that and it stuff. involves a war hero, Ron Perlman. <laughs> Ron Perlman. <laughs> and he, and he, uh, he does a good job. It's, his takeoff speech is the worst. <laughs> He the the only thing the only person I think that that I would have appreciated a little more, uh, and, I, and I loved Rod, Ron Perlman in this, but man, rematch Gary Busey's character from a uh, uh, Tommy Boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he would have been. Or no, what was the, what was the one with his bro, with his his brother was the politician. That was uh, Black no. Sheep. Black Sheep. Black Sheep. Black yeah. Sheep. Oh yeah, yeah, that is Black Sheep. You're right. You're right. Um, so he gives a speech, and he you know it, it's kind of just this whole like. I'm going to be the hero. And and they're, they're even one or two. It's like, we could do all this from ground. We don't need to send anybody. We're just sending up a bunch of nukes to blow this thing up out of the sky in space. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, we need a hero. Yeah. So yeah. Ron Perlman was the face of yeah. the hero that was yeah. supposed to be. They do were it. sending him to his death. Yeah. Um, and he was a war hero. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but, and he was, but he was happy he was, to do it. He was happy to do it. So... Probably, and a lot of things happen here. It's almost like a montage in a way. You know, there's a little bit of music, but there's a lot of talking and dialogue, but everything's kind of going on. You can see the machine moving where the scientists are going on TV to explain the science behind what they're going to do to save the world and stuff like that. That includes Kate, and especially uh, Kate being Jennifer Lawrence's character. Dr. Roland Mindy is Leo's character, so if I say any of those... Uh, so Leo's character is one of the big ones. He's becomes the GQ magazine mm-hmm. cover. Yeah, he's the he's the heartthrob. He's the heartthrob. He is the face of the whole mission now, not Kate. And so launch day comes. Well, big, you, no, you miss you you missed the uh, one cutaway where we they introduce. Um, the Steve Jobs type character. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So we do have a cutaway scene and and. 
we do meet a, I put the, it's so crazy your notes say the same thing. Peter Ishwell equals Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. That's what that's I was what it's, that's And that's pretty much it what it is. They, they, so they made a person in this movie. His name is Peter Ish, Ishwell. Ishwell, yeah. Ishwell. And they make this character straight up a Steve Jobs type character. He is technology. He is a corporate technology guy and his phones or bash, I think is what they call it, runs the world pretty much Mm -hmm. as far as technology. He's a big deal. He actually finds the the pictures himself because of people that he just knows. Yeah. He had connections with somebody over in China or Japan or what it was. Yeah, who they said gave it to him. But yeah, so it was, it cuts away to, um, to him, I guess they were introducing a new uh, app or something, a new right. phone. And it was like, and the big thing about his phone was, or this app that was, it could it tell you, it could, it could feel how you were feeling and try to help you. So it could detect if you were sad. And it was in this situation, this, this example showed a, a puppy with a chicken on his back, you know? <laughs> um, and then it could, and it talks about later on how they've, they figured out an algorithm to like predict the future and stuff like that. And cause, cause the funniest one was when he predicted the president's future, but I will talk about that (laughs) later. But, um, but yeah, he's like running everything. Um, and so, so after his little, um, announcement or whatever, he's backstage and somebody hands him a picture and it was like, the comment. Yeah. Hey, because it's going around now. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Because it had, I mean, they've been on TV, so they they've been on the news and stuff like that. So it wasn't like it wasn't like it was a top secret thing. It was they put it out there, and just fact, nobody I'm, cared. I, fact, I might have missed a step on that. That made it, that might have came before they even went to the went back. It did. Back. Yeah, okay. It did. Okay. So then, so then they had already gone. The word was kind of out there a little bit, but you know, another scientist. I mean, how could you shut up other scientists who were seeing this stuff too? Right. Kate and Roland weren't the only ones that ran. Right, right. We were just following these two, but yeah, there was like this was. There's a, other this telescopes around the world that yeah. are looking at the skies, yeah. people. So, and then they kind of they kind of explained that away like that. So, launch day comes. It's a big shindig. They got all the. Sh- they they did it. We're going to launch this puppy, and Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman goes up and and he's there, and the mission takes off. Like gangbusters, mm-hmm. it is going. Everything, even everything's going to perfectly planned. Even Oglethorpe was like, "Man, there was a margin of error." Of like we missed that. Yeah, yeah. We and we made it. Everything is 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 perfect. It's, it's perfect. Yeah, we're gonna do it. We're gonna every, save the world. Everybody starts celebrating. Everybody's like, "Yeah, you know, did it." Kind of cuts to Leo and the lady from the Daily Rip. Mm-hmm. Um, start making out because he's become like the the the. Um, the, G- yeah, the GQ, the handsome astronomer, was, the handsome I think, astronomer, whether, yeah, uh, what yeah, he was yeah. referred to. So he had kind of, and he's cheating on his wife. Whether, yeah, he was straight up cheating on his wife, and he had kind of let all this this fame go to his head, and quickly going back to you know that's the the Fauci thing and so, so many other people. Quickly being a scientist became kind of a backseat to being um, just having your 15 minutes of fame. Mm-hmm. So, cause he even says at one point late later on to the, the daily rip lady was like, I loved you. You know, mm-hmm. it's only been going on for a couple of weeks. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so. 
So before the launch, too, Peter comes in and then he leaves, and everybody's like, well, "What is that guy doing here?" And he's like, "Oh, he's like a platinum eagle donor. You know? Yeah, he, he can do whatever, whatever he wants. He can do whatever the hell he wants." You know, and like so that kind of speaks volumes in a lot of sense. It's like politicians are paid for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, politicians 100%. are paid for. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And I don't need no movie of satire to tell me no, that. No. <laughs> Every single one of them are paid for. So. The launch is going off, and it's a success. He actually yells for the president to come out of the room himself. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy telling the president now, and he's you know, well, he yeah, has and, that much he, power financially and, over her. And, that if you haven't it. seen it, then you know you still you got to understand his his character talked like this a lot, mm-hmm. and he was very very nervous and very you know a, uh, a very soft spoken, had a very quirky. Um, so he comes in and he's. He's like, hey, can I see you outside for a moment? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I, th- I think she was like, uh, you know, like, well, this is going on. And, and then it's when he got, now. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and then, so, yeah. So, so they leave the room. They leave the room. Everybody's still celebrating. And then all of a sudden, the, the space shuttle turns around. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what is, wait, what's going on? And, Oh, I like I like the one dude in the crowd. It's like, oh, they're just changing telemetry. I used to be in the navy. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So all like, these people like are that like, solves it. Yeah, yeah. So all these people are like watching for the ground, and <clears throat> and it's everybody around the world is watching this moment. And it was like, wait a minute, <laughs> what's happening? Mm-hmm. Um, and then so the, the mission is just called off. It's yep. it's aborted. Um, <clears throat> they're taken. So they're taken aside, uh, Dr. Randall, Dr. Oglethorpe, and Kate, and they're taken aside and put into a room. Jason comes in, and he's like, hey, so Dr. Randall, you are the head of the science department now, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, just giving him the title, yeah. whatever. And you need to be on this. And in case, like, well, what about me? And he goes, not you. Yeah. We don't need you. Yeah. You know, and he throws snacks and water. Yeah. And snacks yeah. and water and then she starts talking about the power move again later. But mm-hmm. like, Leo's like, you didn't have to throw it. I'm sorry, Kate. <laughs> and he's like apologizing for yeah. this dude. And it's so funny. So after Randall or Leo's character leaves, Jason goes, do you really want to come? And she goes, before she says, yes, he did. Why is she saying yes? He just slams the door. <laughs> like, no. He treats her like shit. Yeah. <laughs> but also, again, Keith is exactly right. He just brought back a super bad character for this movie. It was perfect. Um, so they go to the meeting. They find out why the meeting or the, the mission was aborted. Green. 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 This multi-million dollar man has this idea with theories that are not proofed or backed up so that he can handle it to handle the mission and he wants to blow it up into pieces let them safely fall to earth then retrieve them for their minerals yep so to make more phones and his views in poverty yada 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 and he kept saying everybody he would introduce was always a nobel peace prize winner yeah (laughs) we've got the top nobel peace prize winning scientist on this and and, um and yeah and you know and and to and, and Dr. Randall, he's like, wow, this is fantastic. He's mm-hmm. looking at it like, okay, the science is there. Have you proofed it? Yeah. No. 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 Uh, but he's got top men working on the job. Top men. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. So they, 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 he comes in. He's like, 
And the meteor has like minerals and ore and compounds and um, so they can make cell phones and um, without will, depleting the world's resources. And them? it was like trillions of dollars worth of mm-hmm. material that can be used. So, and they're like, so then the president spends it as like, oh, well, this is going to create a lot of jobs. It's going to create so, so many jobs, man. Have we heard that before? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, he was going to have robots that were going to come and break it apart, let everything fall to Earth safely. That, yeah, like it was like it was almost Armageddon. It was like, but it was robots to drill mm-hmm. holes into it, yep. set charges, and they all go off at once yep. to where it's a pattern and blow up the yep. meteor. So what we know in real life, what what we do know, and what not in real life, but this movie, we know a comet hits the earth, we're gonna die. Um, but we can try an experiment <laughs> and see <laughs> with some robots and see what happens, and maybe yeah. you know. Some rich guy and a couple of his rich friends, um, the president included, will get more rich. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Which, when Leo, so then it goes back to, to they're at the bar, they're at a shrimp well, bar. Yeah, he, he gets them out of the room. It's like, I got to talk to you guys. Yeah. This is messed up. Let's go. Yeah. And, yeah, right. So they're talking at the bar. So they're talking at the bar and, um, and you know, Jennifer Lawrence has always, her character's always been much louder. Um so he's Leo's trying to explain the situation, and and everybody's like in Oglethorpe, and everybody's like, "No, this doesn't make sense." And he's like, "No, it kind of does." And and trying to to convince himself, convince them, and convince himself that it does make sense. Because um, at the end, he did have a good theory. Because after he tells them, they're just like, "This is straight up bullshit." Like, yeah, they're going to kill us all. Yeah, you know, and stuff like that. And and they feel like Leo's kind of taking their side, but Leo does make a good point. It's like. Well, I tell you this, I could drop out if you want me to. I don't give a shit yeah. right now. But do you wouldn't you want me at least in there, like checking and making sure this is working? Yeah. You know, and he does make a good point. He's like, I need to stay on this yeah. because we need one of us inside to make sure that this is actually going to fucking work. Mm-hmm. Um, Which was a good a good plan, a good theory, but that yeah, that didn't even plan pan out, you know. No. Um so but then, so Jennifer Lawrence, she gets real loud. And then, like, the waitress comes over and she goes, Hey, uh, did I hear you guys talking about um, we're all going to die or something like that? Yeah. And or why uh, they aborted the mission. Yeah. They knew why they aborted the mission. Yeah. And they were like, Oh, we're just spitballing. But she notices, like, the yeah. White House badge. Yeah. I was like, him. Oh, we're just, we're just theorizing different things or whatever. You know, we, we don't know anything about it. We're, we're nobody important. Cause for some reason, they didn't recognize her as the meme girl like everybody else did, seemed to do throughout the movie. But, um, but then somebody else comes up and she goes, well, that's a nice White House badge you got there. <laughs> like, yeah, like top-notch White House badge. Yeah. He's like, I don't even know why I have this. <laughs> He's just kind of sitting like, I don't even know why I have this. <laughs> so, and, and yeah, so she blows up mm-hmm. and she's like, you know what? Y'all do deserve the truth. She lets the cat out of the bag. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's quiet. So, <laughs> it's riot. So more so rich people can get richer. And then the next scene is like somebody flying out a window <laughs> of this bar. <laughs> it's like, and you know. And it shows her in the back of the car with a bag over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so Ogathorpe and, and Leo are like talking to her in the police car. <laughs> and they're, and, and she's like, oh, I tried everything I could. They're pretty serious this time. <laughs> She's like, I got a fucking bag over my head. <laughs> She's just so frustrated. The bag over it. I can't see. 
bag over here. So this is kind of when the team of Dr. Oglethorpe and yeah, and you do find out too at some point, and maybe even before this, but like it's um Seth, super bad Seth, it doesn't have to do it. He's just doing it for his own like shits and giggles, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we found that out like um I think they, when was, they got there the first time, the, the second first time, time, you the know. First or second time, yeah. Yeah. So this third time though, they take her off the grid. And what happens is is that they make her sign a contract. She cannot talk about this anymore. She mm-hmm. has no rights to anything that is pertaining to the comet, bash, or the United States government. They really mm-hmm. kind of let her off easy because, to be honest, I think the real government would just have you killed out in the field somewhere. Oh, right? she would be in a prison? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, she would be either killed or in a prison. Yeah, right. So, again, this is satire mm-hmm. because in real life, if you were to leak confidential information of the United mm-hmm. States. Treason, prison, dog. Treason, dude. Yeah, you would so, be probably executed. Yeah, so they send, her, they send her back home. They just send her back home. Um, yeah. So she goes back to her parents' house. and Which? Yeah. No politics. The yeah. parents straight up said, don't let her, let her in the door. No politics. We believe that this meteor is going to bring great jobs to the country, mm-hmm. to the world. Yep. Yep. Man, this movie was just reading so much like <laughs> oh, like like the world. Uh and so yeah, that happens. And and Which, that is a, a very I mean, you see families fighting over politics. Politics all the, the time. In, in this instance, Man. too, the world is about to end and you don't even let your daughter in. No, no. She just got she, her whole life is kind of over destroyed right now and she can't even go back home to her parents mm-hmm. that sucks man that really sucks um over over politics over politics um from well eventually so dr dr uh randall mindy leo's character he's riding high He's going to big parties, events. He's mm-hmm. selling it on the TV. He is behind this process because he feels like he needs to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he's also falling into the trap. Of- he's falling into the, the 15 minutes fade trap. Shows up at his hotel room somewhere in Washington, D.C. His wife is there. Mm-hmm. And he shows up with Kate Blanchett, news anchor character. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole big love spat here. I won't go into too much details with it, but she, you know, it was really kind of heartbreaking though when like she just straight up said, "Okay, you staying or you coming home?" Yeah. And then and then Leo's character just stu- you see there's these things that are happening and she's like, "Wow, that was quick." Mm-hmm. You know, throws all his medication at him, let her know it's like, "Oh, guess what? Got to worry about a Cialis, yeah. his restless leg syndrome, here's a Xanax, here's his antidepressants, here's his, you know, yeah. all this stuff." If you think he's so hot, then here's all the shit that he goes through every day. Yep. And just really kind of puts him in his place a little bit. Because he is he is just a normal guy. He wasn't a celebrity. He was a damn scientist. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I guess isn't just a normal guy. But She puts him in his place. Mm-hmm. But Peter like, Israel really puts him in his place mm-hmm. in the worst way possible, though. Yeah. Uh, so from this standpoint, you know – Leo's marriage is on the rocks. It's whatever. And then there's a scene and let me know. Um, and then um, let's see. Yeah. So then it kind of cuts back to Kate. She's working convenience. She's checkout. And we meet um, dogs barking. Hey, dogs. Um, we meet Kate. She's a grocery store clerk. 
mm-hmm. uh, run a cash register salon. We meet, um, uh, Yule. His name is Yule. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His name is Yule. Uh, it's played by Timothy, uh, Timothy. Oh man. What is his name? Ends with two E's. Chalamet, Chalamet, I think it is. Anyways, I've seen him in a few things. He's really good, actually. And he recognizes her. He's like, oh, shit, you're the you're the world's going to fucking, everybody in the world's going to fucking go, girl. And then he starts pulling out his cell phone, yo, what's up? But they do kind of have a connection. They're stealing from the store. She absolutely doesn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, yeah. it's like, and she's watching the news and stuff like that. And I think well, she's watching her ex-boyfriend, <laughs> actually, right? like, because he's he's making big money off her name because, mm-hmm. He used to date her, which we kind of skipped over a lot of that stuff. Just yeah, to save time. Yeah, but that, yeah. watch the movie. I actually, yeah, I I actually forgotten all about that part. Yeah, but yeah, well, because you know, and she'll hit on it later on. But she about to die anyways. Who cares? Who yeah. really cares? Yeah. Earlier in the movie, I like how she says, "Like the dude's like, so when are you going to meet my mom?" It's like, can we set up dinner about seven months from now? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like, why are you being so specific? And at this point, she hasn't told anybody. Everything's yeah. on the wrap. This is before they met the president, like yeah. the first time. Um, so that happens, and then of course, <clears throat> to, hey, we're we're hanging, we're hanging board. Oh, that was, <laughs> I wrote that down. We're hanging board from seven to whenever. <laughs> That's like such a good line. Yeah, like <laughs> behind the behind the convenience store. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> why have haven't I used that, man? That's so. <laughs> Funny, <laughs> hanging board from seven to whenever, <laughs> and um, and so from that scene, it cuts to it it cuts to Peter, Orlean, and um, Leo, mm-hmm. Doctor Doctor, yeah, Randall, um, their character, they're at some place where they're building all the stuff and everything like that, and then Leo's really wanting to know about all this information that was given to him about these things that are supposed to work. He's like, hasn't been proved. He keeps telling him. And Peter's just dancing around it. He's just dancing around it and stuff like that. It's like, well, I'm trying to see if you're looking at this through a scientist or as a businessman. Oh, that pissed Peter off. Mm -hmm. He's like, did you call me a businessman? And then so he talks about all these analytics that they've kept track of over his whole life. They know how many polyps he has on his asshole. Yeah. You know, in his colon and stuff like that and and everything. And it's kind of a funny scene, but it also gets really, really depressing because we know that he already had a falling out with his wife. He probably can't go home. And then Peter says, we even know how you're going to die. And you know what? You're dying alone. And then Peter tells him that. Mm-hmm. And you can just see the look on Leo's face like, no, no. And that's kind of when... I think his parts are over yeah. with the government and everything. He pisses off Peter. He pisses off Orlean. And he's like, I'm just trying to do my fucking job. Yeah. You know, I want to know the science here. And nobody's telling me anything. So at this point, cuts back to Kate. She's hanging bored from seven <laughs> till whenever <laughs> with the skateboard kids in the back. And um, and uh, Yule's character's like, you want to make out? And she's like, or he tries to make out with her. And she's like, ooh, gross, no. Mm-hmm. And she pushes them away because they're trying to explain why the government aborted and everything. And she goes, guys, you're way off the mark. They're not even smart enough. Yeah. You're giving them too much credit. They're not even that smart yeah. to, to think of the things that y'all guys are thinking. And 
And so she tries to, he tries to make out with her, and he's like, you're driving me crazy. It's like, and she goes, oh, fuck it, whatever. So she starts making out, and they pretty much start banging each other right in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. And the, hanging board, bro. Hanging board, dude. <laughs> and I think whatever. the Idols played during this part. Is that the Idols? I think, I think so. that was the yeah. Idols song that played during, during that whole scene. Uh, and then a bunch of things happen, and so, oh, well, this is the big key part right here, mm-hmm. is that, so... They're making out on the roof, her and Yule are. And I guess this is after the fact. No, no, no. Wait, what are you about to say? They finally see it. No, 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 no. So maybe you're right. Maybe no. No, no, no. I think I think so in this part, um, so before that part happened, uh Handsome astronomer astronomer goes back on a daily rip again because I guess he had just become a, a recurring segment. Was that before or after? I, I thought, thought it was, it was before. After. I thought it was before because they both saw it at the same time. But when it showed him seeing it, he was driving. He was yeah, he was he, driving, but he was back. I think like it was after. Oh yeah yeah yeah. You so, are right. You are right. I actually have it backwards. So so he goes on a daily rip and he finally just snaps. And kind of pulls a Jennifer Lawrence and mm-hmm. just keeps telling him like, and it's kind of one of those moments. Remember that movie, The Network, where the the main guy just kind of has this monologue of like, of how your TV it, is rotting your minds and stuff like man, that. Man, it reminded me of Network. Yeah, it yeah, reminded yeah. like this whole scene reminded me. Yeah, of Network. that's what it. That's what I thought yeah. it was like, kind of hitting all like reminiscent of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he goes on this whole like monologue of. Oh, that's what we were talking about earlier. Like, if we can't, if we're not talking to each other, and oh, not this listening is a to each other. Great man. speech too. Like, yeah. Leo sells it and delivers it as he would, anyways. Yeah, this is a really cool scene. This is probably my favorite scene of his in the entire movie, to be honest. Yeah, and it. it so he goes off on on every everybody Everyone. and everything, and then um, and it just kind of cuts, and kind of cuts, <laughs> and then it shows him sitting in the back of a. Of a car, and he didn't have a hood on, right? No, he, did. he did have a hood. Did. That's he right. That's right. That's right. So then it cuts to him. He's wearing. He's he's sitting in the back of a car with a hood on, and the daily rip lady comes and gets in the car with him, and she's like, "Why'd you have to do that? Yeah, I really liked you." So, and that shows a lot of things too, right? It's like she didn't even listen. Mm-mm. Not a thing he said passed through her skull. Mm-mm. You know, and and to make you know. This is seriously the most attractive I've seen Kate Blanchett, by the way. <laughs> Even though she's attractive in the movie, uh, personality-wise, it's the least attractive I've ever seen her. Yeah. Um, and so, and this is when he says that line earlier where you said, it's just like, he said, I thought I loved you. Yeah. And then she just, and so funny too, because this whole scene's really cool because he's got a bag over his head. We can't see how he looks. But we see her reaction, mm-hmm. and her reaction tells all of the stories that you need to know when somebody <coughs> tells you that you love them, and then they don't feel the same way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she just gets out of the car. Yeah, she because it, it was it goes quiet, and then he goes, "Are you still there?" And oh, she yeah. goes, "No." And then yeah. she gets out of the car. Yep. And that's pretty much the last we see of her, except for the end. <laughs> yep. So now we roll back. So we are with Yule and Jennifer. Lawrence after this scene mm-hmm. they're on the roof and they're talking they're just spitballing stuff like that and it's like do you want to make out and he's like she's like whatever and it's like he, and Timothy kind of like or Yule's character he's kind of like I don't like it when you say that it makes me feel less yeah. like I'm not important she said sure okay yeah so he's like nice or, 
and, and something like that. So then they start making out and everything. And um, I think in between some of this stuff right here, it goes to Leo. He's driving this car. He's listening to some sad country music, eating mm-hmm. a bag of chips. At the same time, she's making out with him. She finally looks up into the sky. Well, I think they finished making out. I think they were talking about religion at, at that point. Yeah. Because um, he was talking about that he, he kind of thinking it was all bullshit. If God wanted, was going to kill us, he would just kill us. Mm-hmm. Um, which, in a way, I mean, <laughs> like, you know, but, um, but so, so they're laying there and, and then she's like, oh shit, there it is. That's it. And then, yeah, and then gets to Leo, listen to sad, sad boy music, eating chips. Do you notice uh, on his phone, the, it was a picture of his wife? Yeah. <laughs> like, man. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so then he's driving down the road, and for whatever reason, he just happens to look up and like, oh, there it is. So he stops in the middle of traffic, in the middle yeah. of traffic, and then he's uh, so he gets out, he's, and everybody's like, "What the fuck you doing?" And he's like, "Look up, there it is, there it is." And everybody starts getting out of the car and looking. I was like, "Oh shit!" And um, Kate sees it at the same time. They kind of match calls, or he calls her, mm-hmm. and then she picks up the phone, and they're like, "I'm seeing it," and you know. And Yule's like going like, holy shit, this is really fucking scary. Mm-hmm. And now this kid's pretty bad. You know, this kid kind of seems like a badass. He's kind of, he's hanging board behind the store from seven, seven to whenever. Seven to whenever. Whenever. Seven to whenever. Stole a bunch of booze. He's got misfits on his fucking yeah, back. Yeah, that's how you back know. jacket. That's always how you know he, in every movie when, when somebody's a badass. badass right? They have that misfits <laughs> logo somewhere. <laughs> but at this point, he finds himself vulnerable. He says, holy shit, this is really fucking scary now. Well, because he almost in himself didn't believe the and hype. He, yeah, and, and he had been kind of like opening it up with with uh Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Because even when he was talking about religion, he was like, you know, but don't tell anybody. Yeah. Um so he'd already made himself vulnerable to her. But yeah, now it starts to become a, a like shit, this, this is, is real. This is real, yep. So at this point. Leo's yelling to everybody, just look up. We've been telling you. And he says one line where he says, he's so beautiful, but yet this is so terrifying now because mm-hmm. now we know for real. Could you think at the beginning of this movie starts at six months, mm-hmm. six months yeah. to sit around and think about it. Yeah. And to do something. Yeah. He had a half a year. Yeah. Hell, sit dude. around and do something. Hell, you and watched, now it's getting closer. Yeah. You, so you, you could have stopped it three months ago, you know, mm-hmm. like, Everything was in place to stop it three months ago. Or hell, even if even if that mission had failed, you still have another three months to, to do it again. To try again. Yeah. yeah. Figure yeah. out where you went wrong and, and write it. And um, but no. 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 Nope. <laughs> so what happens now? I think Leah so Leo goes and picks up Kate. Uh-huh. Like, I'm gonna get you. Stay where you're at at they're all going to go on this journey together. So he, cause she's in Illinois and he's in Michigan. So he drives to Illinois to go pick her up. And, um, and this is kind of when, so now we'd establish sides because mm-hmm. what happens from the backlash, I think her and Dr. Oglethorpe, Kate, Dr. Oglethorpe and Dr. Mindy go on the fence. It's like, Look up. There it is. We've been telling you all along. Mm-hmm. And now you got the people on the presidential side going, don't look, look up. Don't look up. Don't look up. Don't look up. Don't look up. And it, it was so that 
whole thing, there's so many layers to what they're trying to say is. First off, I think one thing they're saying is that a lot of people live with their head buried in the sand. Mm-hmm. The whole look down. Yeah. You know, you don't look up. Yeah. You don't. Keep, keep you your know, head down. Keep your head down. And like, just that do, what you, do what you're told. Do what you're told. Keep your head down. Do what you're told. Don't look up. You know, and then their ideas look up, you know, mm-hmm. see it, fight it. You know, this is something that, you know, needs to be taken care of. But it's too late now. Do you believe us now? And they're trying, they're trying, and their last hope now at this point is the government. Mm-hmm. They uh, did their part. Yeah. And so, and then you've got, so it's, it's kind of this like montage of, you know, you have one side, you have um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Leo at like a, a rally, rally, like a concert rally. With, Ariana Grande didn't have to go that hard in a song for a movie though, bro. No, man, but, but you know, she did. She did. She <laughs> She, will she get an award for it? I hope so. so. Subtitles for the song is pretty funny, actually. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember it right offhand, but I remember I remember laughing. Some of, yeah, some of the lyrics are just ridiculous. Um, where then you've got you've got the other side that is like that is the president's speech, you know, and and telling you you know exactly what to do and really riling people up, get rallying people up, getting them really fired up to basically lead them nowhere which mm-hmm. that sounds super familiar you know like and that's your that's definitely your your, your trump yeah. moment right there mm-hmm. that, the rallies really the rallies that trump. that got yeah that always got people really really fired up but then went absolutely nowhere mm-hmm. he, he say what you want about the guy he can but he can really get a he can really fire up a crowd but he has nowhere to go once he gets there you know mm-hmm. um was there any really reason to have yeah. Trump? Right. That's the thing. Yeah. There no, was no real reason. No real reason. No real reason. Just doing it. But that's a power move, you know? That's power that's, move. that's arrogance and um <laughs> that's that's selling free snacks <laughs> <laughs> to people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's a power move, bro. <laughs> so yes. So they are they so it showed him fired up and then um at some point now it the president's not there and it's just Seth, uh, her son, like trying to, you know, getting ready. I, or maybe, maybe it's gotten too close. I forget what exactly the, the context was, but I just remember somebody like looking up and it was like, oh, somebody had the right look at him. was like, oh shit, it's right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And someone had wrong, some random dude just looked up and said, yeah. And that's when they're liars. <laughs> they're liars. They're lying to us. And that's when like Seth is like, "Don't trip, bro. Don't trip. <laughs> Don't trip, bro. <laughs> it's all right. Stop looking up. Stop looking up." <laughs> yeah, he hit on his forehead. He's like, "You fucking rednecks." <laughs> <laughs> and that is the truth behind it. As mm-hmm. soon as you turn around and bite them, you're no longer worth their time. Anymore. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. So. so. So at this point, we are relying on Bash and their mm-hmm. technology. Well, we, to to, to yeah, do this because they one of the another one of their meetings. Oglethorpe comes in and he's like, "So I've got some bad news." Um, you know, mm-hmm. Bash and the president cut China and Russia out of everything, out of you know the, all the money that was involved. So they decided to go their own way and try to stop the thing, and their mission failed. And they're like, "Oh, damn." So that was really their own, their last hope chance. Uh, their, well, their last. It wasn't their last hope, but there was more people involved. When the United States cut everybody off, mm-hmm. nobody else can be involved now. Right. 
And so, the people who tried to do it themselves, again, goes back to what I said before, they don't have the money or the technology to be able to pull mm-hmm. it off. Yeah. That's why countries should work together. Yeah. Just saying. Um, and that's kind of what the message that they were saying in this is this whole when they said, you know, the way that I look at it is like, well, nobody was working, really working together on this. Mm, no. Because there no. is a bunch of montages right here, too, that I think where it looks the way- like foreign, uh, foreign politicians and stuff like that in other countries are either against it or trying to do it themselves yeah, because nobody and, was helping. And they do, yeah, and they do like the whole, they, you know, again, it kind of hits on everybody's like um, – and a certain person in particular who I'm, it comes to mind who I won't say, but um, wants to argue every step of the way about why this thing is right. And then his only, the only thing he can ever has to back it up is a YouTube video. <laughs> it's like, dude, don't you understand? This is just opinions, man. Yeah. This, yeah. Um, but, but I think you know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to say any names, but I think you know who I'm talking about, but yeah. um, nice guy, nice guy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so um, they end up with – so he comes in and he's like, yeah, so China, Russia, and I think somebody else, mm-hmm. they all tried to to work together and stop it, and their mission failed. There was an explosion. Their mission failed. So, okay, so all we have is Bash, and hopefully for all of Bash's issues and, and you know – Greed and all that, maybe, maybe, maybe this will come through. Maybe this will work out. Maybe his plan will work. So, so then it cuts to the launch day. So it, it shows uh, Leo and um, Yule and Kate. They're yeah, driving. They're driving, and and it's like the day. It's like the day it's supposed to hit. And they're like, or it's a launch day. I guess they didn't really know if it was going to hit that day, but it, they knew it was launch day. Um. So and. and and Jennifer Lawrence is like, what are we doing? And he goes, oh, we're just going to stop and get some food and, and we're going to make dinner and stuff like that. We're going to stop by the grocery store. Um, so then just, they go get some food and then they so knocking on the door. It's his old house. His wife answers. I guess maybe the kids came to the door first. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has two older sons. Um, they come to the door and mom comes. And they all kind of know the situation and they all, they make up and, and it's very sweet that like you know mm-hmm. they they're holding hands the whole time. Uh, they all make dinner together and just have a, like a really. I mean, if shit, if this is your last moments, you know, you you can hope. But as a scientist, you know who's discovered all this, who from the day one, you know it's over. Mm-hmm. So you know, hopefully, you know at least try to make this last these last few moments really really count. nice. Yeah, make um, it really and, count. and Oglethorpe shows up. Well, I guess a, it's a nice little scene. They're all cooking dinner. They're all having a good time, and and the rest of the world is glued to their TVs. At one point, the TV's on in the house. He just turns it off mm-hmm. it's right before they go to dinner. Actually, yeah. sit down to eat. Yeah, TV goes off. Yep, no more. No you more. Know, it's it's off, and everybody else is probably glued to the TV. Well, it, it actually shows some real so. So all this stuff starts to take place, though. They're they're on the way in the car. I think what happens is during at the same time period when they are grocery shopping, the the bash launch does happen mm-hmm. and it's failing. Mm-hmm. It yeah. fails right off, like, right off. So like two, like yeah, two of the rockets two, doesn't even launch. They lose two right at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, and he and he's so it's like complete opposite. Oh well, uh, margin of failure was you know we can we can lose a couple and, and this is all expected. This is all be okay. 
Um, and then they, some of the other ones don't launch, some are, are blow up. And then finally a couple of them start getting up there and start making contact. And uh, I think it was like 30, 30 robots or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and one of them lands and does, it's, and makes contact. And another one lands, but then gets blown off and knocks the other one off. So there's two, two of them. Yeah. And, and uh, he's like, well, that's okay. That's okay. The, the, uh, the scientists, uh, they said, they said we could lose a few more. They, we stand to lose a few. We'll still be okay. We'll still be okay. We can function at 26. Yeah. We can function at 26. How many do we have left? Yeah. After those four. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> How many can we lose now? Yeah. And then uh, he's like, uh, well, uh, this is everything's going okay. I'm gonna step out and go to the bathroom. Well, real quick. no, that's that's even before the other part. The detonation sets off too early and blows up on the rock, mm. destroying all the other robots that had made it there. Yeah, but and then she got news from China saying the asteroid was not destroyed. Mm. That's when he goes, yeah. Well, uh, I'm gonna go use the bathroom yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then. Yeah, and, and she's like, I gotta go too. Yeah, so because I guess the guy that was like in charge of all that is like, hey, uh, we need an update. We need an update, and 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 he's like, oh, yeah, I gotta use the bathroom, and and so the president le- he leaves. The president leaves, um, and then yeah, and that dude's just this. like, yeah, I'm gonna go see my kids. It's like and the, the guy is like, yeah. So everybody starts leaving, and then starts cutting to the news, and and Seth is, is sitting there going, guys, we'll be right back. They'll be right back, guys. <laughs> Just hang tight. They'll be right back. Um, news is freaking out. It's showing a bunch out. of rioting. It's showing people get right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it shows man, people. It get, shows so oh, many things that hit dude, your hearts, bro. It, it, it shows. It shows people getting right, but it just also shows people getting wrong too. It depends yeah. on how you look at it. There's yeah. a straight up orgy on the roof. <laughs> dude, yeah, that was an orgy that was happening on the roof. I, the second time I watched it, I really looked at what was going mm-hmm. on on the roof. Yeah, yeah, it was just a bunch of people fucking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, and it it was uh, yeah, and it just shows scene. It shows a lot of animal scenes, mm-hmm. uh, nature scenes. Babies being the baptized. Baby, yeah, baby in the water. Baby in the water being baptized. Um, a lot of a lot of things come up. And then we kind of focus on the dinner scene. And while all that's happening, it's kind of going back and forth between the dinner scene because while all this chaos is happening around the world, outside in the world, now people are panicking. They're mm-hmm. about to fucking die. Yeah. We are not going to be able to save it. It just shows the family when these last few Seven. minutes together. Then they have a nice conversation. Leo can't keep us from kissing his wife too much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he puts his hands on his shoulders of just telling stories. You know, one thing that really struck me was his younger, I think it was his youngest son said, you know, was like, my happiest moment in my life is that one time I went camping outside and I woke up with the baby deer in my mm-hmm. face. Yeah. And it's like, that was the most exhilarating time. And it's so sad when you think about it in the hindsight going like, because when I thought about it last night, it's like, because he's a young man, that's his most exciting. He's not going to have the chance. Nope. To nope. experience these other things that's going to happen, like have a kid, yeah. get married, anything like that, have grandkids. This is his moment. And this part is so tense because we know what's going to happen, but mm-hmm. you don't know when it's going to happen. And they make it out. And it's so genius when they do this scene. They're making it like Leo at one point, you could tell he's hanging on every word because he's just waiting for it to end right there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what is the last thing you're saying right before everybody dies? So, and he he gets a phone call from the president. Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's a little bit earlier, I think. I think yeah. that was, um, yeah, that was during dinner or right before he really sat down and ate dinner. Yeah, it was, 
It, it was, yeah, it, it was a little bit earlier, but yeah, he gets a phone call from the president and this was after, right after they had gone to the bathroom and it shows, she's like, yeah, we got the ship. Um, it's going to, you know, uh, uh, what is it, cryo? Um, uh, yeah, it's a cryo, but it's the nearest livable planet. It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna uh, automatically find the nearest livable planet. Um, it only fits two thousand, so you can bring. Um, and she said you can bring, you know, I think it was a lady from Daily Rip or your wife, whoever. <laughs> like, yeah, she didn't even uh, care. Yeah, not to even think because she doesn't even know he's got two kids. Yeah, yeah. Go and, well, see, and that's what's that's what the thing too, because he was like, um, and I forget what. What Seth's, what Jonah Hill's name in the movie was, but Jason, Jason, yeah, yeah. he goes, Well, I hope he's like, No, I'm gonna just sit this one out. Hope you and Jason are are happy together. And she's like, Oh, shit, Jason. Oh, because she goes, She goes, Who? Oh, shit, Jason. (laughs) And and then it shows, it shows um, Seth sitting there, he's like, Alone in that control room. He's like, Guys, you're coming back. (laughs) You're coming back. Like, he's just coming back. Yeah, they're coming back. They'll be back. Um, and then it, it really, I think after that point too, it just really delves into the whole dinner scene. And I just love it. Things start to shake uh-huh. because at, at one point during this, it hits. Uh-huh. So we start seeing some devastation happening. A few shots as this is where the whole baby uh-huh. people fucking in the streets, all that stuff starts to happen. And it's all crazy because it's hitting. Now it just has to get to you. Yeah, the the impact itself is really cool, but not everybody dies instantaneously. No, no, you got to wait for the wave to get to you. Mm-hmm. So this whole scene where they're at the dinner table, shit starts to shake, and they're just trying to keep telling stories. Mm-hmm. And it's so tense, man. It's so yeah. tense because you're like, when is it going to happen? Mm-hmm. When is it going to happen? At least from there, because they and, and they're and they're not even really telling stories. They're just talking about. They're just, just trying to talk. Stuff. Yeah, they're trying like to keep their we're talking about coffee um, yeah. and how. Leo grinds, grinds his, his own, own beans, beans and stuff like that. And, um, and then somebody's like, and they're talking about apple pie, like Oglethorpe. This is, he's, he's like, you know, um, you know, just a, a dirty little secret of mine is that I like store-bought pie. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it's, it's like, he doesn't even know what he's talking about. Yeah. It's just talking just it's to just, keep your mind off of it. Because there is a really cool scene, especially with me being strong with my beliefs and stuff like that. Cause I'm kind of a lot like you'll mm-hmm. like, that's my character. Like when it, I was like, I am very evangelical and I have my beliefs and I, and I do it the way, you know, I, I want to do it. Um, and, his prayer really hits me hard because I love how his prayer was. It was just perfect. And you could see too in that scene where people start to take their, I don't know from me being in my perspective, it is that calm. It, when your life is in a storm, the prayer mm-hmm. can really and, center and calm you for people. And, but because uh, Oglethorpe, Oglethorpe even mentioned, he's like, man, you got that religion game. You got that church game. <laughs> yeah. You got, you got church game. Um, and he did. That was a really good scene. But then going back to it, you know, this whole this is way before the things start shaking. And I think Leo finally says, you know, we really did have it all. Mm-hmm. Yep. We, we had it all. And, and, and he's just trying to hold on to that last word because you don't know when it's going to hit. But when it does, it does it. And then it's just slow-mo. Yeah. And it is such a cool scene. And really kind of sobering too. Like it's it's cool, man. 
And then I don't know who the the song that they put at the end of that for the credits mm-hmm. when everything like when it shows the earth destroyed is really a good song. That song fit perfectly for that yeah. scene. And that's kind of the end of the movie. The movie pretty much ended there, except for the rolling credits. Mm-hmm. So the credits kind of start from this point, and it's just rolling credits, and then we see stuff in space floating around because this asteroid is so big, your fucking car is in space right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's how well, big the Earth is gone. The Earth, Earth is the, gone. Right? Earth is gone. There, there's no more Earth. Well, there now, was an Earth. No, there was an Earth. It, but the thing about it is, is that when that impact happens so hard and the reverberation from it, it it reached so high that it shot shit in space. Yeah. So, which I don't know. I I don't think that would be a. You think that would be a real thing that could happen? It could be, or the I would think everything would just destroy pieces. Yeah, I think everything would just be destroyed. Like, yeah. You wouldn't get a full car in space. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, but you saw like the the bonus stuff there, right? Yeah. So so the credits roll, and there's the the space. So the ship that Orlean tried to get Randall, if he wanted to go, go on. It's shown in space. Mm-hmm. They made it. They, something well, made it. So, some something of them made it, it but because I thought that was kind of funny how like when the, the pods start coming off, and, like as they're landing, some of them still blow up. Yeah. <laughs> the dude gets off. He's like, well, it only had a 58% chance of survival. <laughs> like, looks like we made it. Yeah. That's better than I thought it was going to be. And and they, they, they land on a world. Mm-hmm. And there's 7% more oxygen here, so you might feel a little lightheaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's not fucking. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's so, and it's so, it's a they're all naked. And yeah, then nobody. So all these people are naked. So, a really cool thing, too, I think we missed this part on the spaceship, they have their screens on their cryopods mm-hmm. and it shows who these people are. Mm-hmm. There's like a Texaco CEO. Yeah. yeah. So, pretty much all the rich assholes from Earth mm-hmm. in this movie during the credits. And my favorite, Kid Rock. Kid Rock. <laughs> Survives, yeah. Puts on a spaceship and then, like twenty something thousand years later, end up on this planet to to destroy this next planet. Probably. You know destroy what I mean? This like next planet, exactly. So yeah, so these people are getting off the uh, the ship and um, and yeah, and like one of the characters that you see get off the ship uh, was was a Kid Rock character, which was I thought was the funniest part. <laughs> Because uh, you know, all the people you can save, all the people you can save to make a, a new world, you and you bring Kid Rock with you. It's just so <laughs> stupid to me. Um, but so yeah, so you got you got that and earlier when um, when Bash was telling uh, Leo how he was going to die after Leo walked off, uh, the president walked up to him. She goes. So do you know how I'm going to die? Well, this happens at the launch, but yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, at some yeah. point, yeah, at some, some point, point. Uh, she said, do you know how I'm going to die? And he said, yeah, you're going to be, I forgot what the animal was, what he said. You're going to be killed by a Brontorock. Yeah. You're going to be killed by uh, a Brontorock. going to bite your face off or something like yeah. that. And she's like, what's a Brontorock? Like, I have no idea. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so then, then when they land, she goes like, yeah, this is perfect. This is the greatest thing. And then she starts walking up this animal. And she goes, oh, look at this guy. And then it just snaps and bites her face off. And so he's like, what the hell was that? And he goes, well, I think it was a Brontorock. <laughs> it was a Brontorock. Stay away from him. And really what I noticed from this scene, though, to make you feel a little bit more lighthearted, like these assholes aren't going to get away with this, they were being encircled by Brontoroks. Oh, yeah. So they were probably about to get ravaged yeah. by these creatures. Yeah. So at the end of the movie, the only survivor is Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Seth. At the very end of the credits, mm-hmm. 
gets on his phone and he's like, what up? <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, okay, you want to know what my first thought was when I saw this song? Holy shit, this was the prequel to Idiocracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the only survivor left. Mm-hmm. Several years later, all of this is just a bunch of dumb people. Yeah. Just, oh my god! Yeah, that's right. That's a good. That's a good he observation. finds other survivors that are yeah. dumbasses. Yeah, that's a good observation. <laughs> he 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 goes he goes with Ariana Grande. It's just character, yeah. and it's just like dumb kids forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somehow Ariana Grande survived, and, <laughs> and they repopulated the world. Wow. Yeah. So that was don't look up. Don't look up. Don't do it. Go ahead and do it. Go, go ahead and do it. Do it. Do it. Huh? Go ahead and do it. Yeah, I like that. Up. I like that when they were promoting that one movie, um, Disaster or whatever it was. Yeah, I wrote that down. And, so, and they're talking to the actor, and she's and the lady's like, "So I see your pin's different than everybody else." Because yeah, it has an arrow both ways. Because I think you should just you should always look both ways. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I wrote this movie. Yeah, and this is the trippy thing that I thought about this. That's really telling something by a satire. Because at one point, so you're. Th- you know, he's like, so I made this movie and it costs like $300 million. Make a movie on how you're going to avoid a catastrophic disaster. You spend $300 million making a movie about it instead of staking $300 million to actually spend it into the science where it could. Well, nobody thought it was going to actually happen. You know, everybody just thinks you're going to be protected. But, but I, I get that. I mm-hmm. get that. But I'm talking about as far as the realism behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hollywood will spend $300 million to make a movie about surviving the world before it spends $300 million on actually putting it to the science in which mm-hmm. it goes for. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love them. I loved Armageddon when I was a kid. Yeah. You know? Shit oh, was badass. Yeah. Be a cowboy, flop into space, drill a hole, and nuke a fucking asteroid. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, but then at the same time, how many times have we heard, you know, Sean Penn preaching to us about how we can be doing better for people when he, like, oh, dude, how much did... Did you help? <laughs> like, besides getting on TV and telling me what a piece of shit I am or what a piece of shit somebody else is, mm-hmm. what did you actually get to help? Yeah. You know? So. And and we're not dogging all of them out. There are quite a few. Uh, those are the philanthropist type. Yeah. The people who spend and spend their time. There are very much a lot of famous people who spend their time and money on doing what they can within their means. Yeah. Yeah, and to help. Be, to help it. And, and, and Sean Penn may have really helped out a whole lot. I just don't know. I don't really keep up because sure I don't really give has. a shit. Yeah, you don't really give a shit. I'm pretty sure he has. A, but um, but there and there there are many more. But then there's also a bunch of motherfuckers that would rather have a million-dollar mansion than 12 Bugattis mm-hmm. and not give a fuck. Why do you need so many cars? Why do you need a multi-million-dollar mansion? Yeah. Anyways... That is don't look up and don't look up is satire, people. It is satire. That. This is it a is comedy. Sa- this is comedy. This is, it is this satire. Is, this is this is by Adam McKay, the same guy that brought you Talladega Nights and Step Brothers. <laughs> so, you know, it's not this is not, you know, this is not a documentary, but it is kind of eye-opening and it is kind of a mm-hmm. a, a look in the, the mirror of it's the same way I felt about idiocracy. Yeah. Idiocracy was the same way. I said, there's no way this can happen. Mm-hmm. But then like, and I watched that movie in theaters mm-hmm. when it came out. And at no that way time, this could happen. And at that time, it, it felt like that. That was That's the difference yeah. to me, like I said, is like idiocracy was a... was a Even kind, at this time, a, though, it wasn't quite there yet, but no, we were seeing it. it. was, yeah, it was a bleak look into the future, but like such a just way out there look. Like there's no way, there's no way, you know, we're going to have some former... 
TV star. Um, dude is a president and we're not going to be <laughs> like some corporations not going to be owning the water companies and, and all this. But here we are. <laughs> here we are. Here this we are. is what we do now. Yeah. It, it, it was very, idiocracy was very telling. And this kind of, this is the same way this movie kind of it's, played it, off. It's just really it is, telling. It is about, um, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, this is, this is satire's comedy, but it is also very much a, a pandemic a COVID world, a science versus, you know, not science. Not science. I mean, yeah, because um, I mean, it, it's it's science versus money. Mm-hmm. It's science versus religion, mm-hmm. which that's always been around forever yeah. anyways. Yeah, and, those two are going to collide forever. But even this movie really didn't fight against religion. In fact, yeah. a lot of this movie kind of embraced, embraced it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it really did. Um, yeah, that, religion and faith. That, that, it wasn't even the part. Because was, that wasn't the that that wasn't the point. It was trying to make it all. Whether if it was trying to make any point at all, just I don't know. But yeah, this was just science and politics and corporate greed. Mm-hmm. You know, so, that was the biggest thing against science. And you know, and I think again, and, and you look really, at this scenario too. The planetary defense was funded by NASA. It's the mm-hmm. same damn thing. What gets cut? Mm-hmm. Not that long ago, and now look at all these rich assholes launching r- rockets into space. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like that was its whole point. It actually did that. If you can't see that pointing of the finger mm-hmm. at yeah, the satire being of that, I think, like, so you you can you can somehow create a spaceship, um, a cryogenic spaceship, cryogenic pies that's gonna, you know, you're gonna float around in space for what, essentially twenty nine thousand years. I think it said, yeah. Um, till you find another planet that was a lot like the the one you just came from, a, a lot livable. like Earth. Yeah. yeah, a livable planet. Um, but you can't you can't come up with robots to destroy um a comet, you know, like uh but yeah, that's that is true. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is true. Yeah. So that we're Think about to- how much I went into that spaceship. That was a huge spaceship too. Yeah. Um shaped like a penis. Shaped like a penis as <laughs> As most spaceships, <laughs> rich people, you rich people, spaceships, y'all build y'all spaceships like penises. <laughs> you know, it's like was that Jeff Bezos? Is Jeff Bezos has a penis, uh, shape, penis shape. ship? Yeah. The movie, the movie really made you think about yourself. I mean, what would you do if you knew that you were going to die tomorrow for certain? Because that's the whole thing too. Is like as a as a as a human being, you don't know when you're going to die. It's either going to ha- happen. Tonight, it can happen 90 years from now. You don't know. Yeah. So, but to have an exact point mm-hmm. in time where you know you're going to fucking bite it no matter what. Well, it's just like a. That, like, give, that gives you that. That's an eerie feeling. It's like, uh, I forget what the movie. What was it? Was it Interstellar with Sandra Bullock? That was or Gravity. She, gravity, yeah. yeah. She's like, she's like, I know I'm going to die today. But yeah. I'm still terrified, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what no. it would be. That's the way it be. Can't do anything about it no. unless you decided to check out early. Yeah, and that's what. Oh, yeah. speaking of checking out early, that's what I thought was going to happen with um with a uh, Perlman because yeah. he shows Perlman outside with a with a gun. He's like, "You're never going to take me alive." He's just shooting. <laughs> he's just shooting up at the, <laughs> the asteroid that's about to hit. Yeah, because he, he's scared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's about to die. He runs out of bullets, pulls out his pistol. <laughs> you never take me alive, asteroid. <laughs> I thought he was going to kill himself there, but no, he, 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 that would, he was a hero, man. He died 
He died fighting. He died Bless fighting. his heart. <laughs> what is that Taylor always says? It's like if you're ever in a nursing bed, you know, throw that throw that apple juice jug at that nurse <laughs> so you make it to Valhalla. <laughs> Die fighting. <laughs> Thank you, Taylor. Yeah, man. That's all I got for this week. Um, yeah, that's it. We uh, thank you all for listening. Yeah. We have our um, Instagram. Instagram at Brain Pop Podcast. Go check us out there. Mm-hmm. Follow us, please. It's our only social media site. But it has all the links. Stop. Why are you always got to bring that shit up? Why you got to bring that shit It's our only social media site. Uh, bitch, we have a Snapchat. We do. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do. Uh, so... <laughs> So, but it has our link tree. It has our link tree. It has our link tree. So mm-hmm. find whatever source you like to listen to us on. We'd much appreciate it. And yep. download and like that Download shit. questions, comments, support. Anything, just uh, hit us up, man. We're happy to take any and all suggestions. Uh, that's all I got. Bobby? I'm good. All Y'all right. have a good evening. Thank you.